and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for just coming back day after day. And welcome to anyone who's here for the first time. It's no accident that you are here, friend, no matter how you came here, whether someone invited you or you found it on YouTube or one of the other uh, social medias, or you found it while you were searching for something else. Um, I am so thankful that you are here. We take a verse uh, whose reference matches the date and talk about that uh, each day. So uh, you'll see that as we get into our verse for the day. It's just a neat way to go throughout the scriptures that God put on my heart several years ago, and I love this journey that we're on together. God's Word is living and active. And so even though these verses were chosen over a year ago, um, I love to see how God puts them all together and how it applies day after day after day. And that's how His Word is, friends. That's why it's so important, one of the many reasons that it's so important for us to spend time with him and his word. Um, his word is truth. We read in the scripture that the sum of all of his word is truth. And so we need that truth. And I'm just thankful for you. I want you to know that I continue to pray for you regularly, that God will draw you closer to him and give you more of a desire to know him and his word, and that you will see the necessity and also the joy that there is in spending time with him each day and thinking about him him and the things of him. You know, in this in this world of darkness and chaos and uncertainty, um, we read um, in Isaiah that uh, the prophet was talking back to God and he said, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And that's true. If we can keep our, our eyes and our hearts and our minds focused on him, even when things are uncertain, especially when things are uncertain. He gives us his peace, and it's that peace that passes all understanding. Well, I want to encourage you to consider sharing this podcast, whether you like, follow, and share on your social media places. It really makes a difference, and it's not for me, but it helps other people be able to find it. And so if you know other people that may want to join us on this journey, please just click those little buttons, and it makes a difference. All right, our verse for the day for January the 30th. Can you believe we're on the 30th day of January already? 2024 comes from the Gospel of John. John chapter 1, verse 30, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. All right, we're going to see who was talking, what was going on, and I really think it'll be a blessing to you as you ponder on this characteristic of Jesus, and so I'm excited for us to get uh, to dig in. You know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, know that I think it's wise for us to take this time uh, just for a few minutes to think about where we are in the scripture and to get the context, perhaps uh who was writing, uh, to whom they were writing, what were they writing about, what was going on in this section of the scripture. And that way we can uh, apply it appropriately. We can um, 
interpret it, understand it, all with God's help and by the power of his Holy Spirit. Not anything of ourselves gives us this uh, wisdom or the ability to understand. It all comes from him, but uh, it is very wise for us to take that few minutes to think about where we are. So we're in the Gospels. We've been in the Gospels, I think, already this month. We were there a lot last month. Um, Yes, we were in Matthew just a few days ago, and Lord willing, we'll be in the Gospels a lot more. But those four Gospels that begin the New Testament tell us the story of Jesus's earthly ministry. The whole counsel of God's word points to Jesus coming. Um, And if you haven't heard that before and can't imagine how that is, let me just tell you, it's true. All the law and the prophets are fulfilled in him. All the prophets point to him. God talked about him all the way back in Genesis 3. And in fact, Jesus was there in the beginning, uh, as we read in the uh, very beginning of Genesis and in John's gospel. And I'll show you where those are because that's really going to tie in to uh, our verse for the day. But it's just so important to see how God's wonderful plan, his plan of mercy and grace and forgiveness and deliverance and redemption and salvation for those that he's created um, is all uh, wrapped up in Jesus. It's all about him, friends. And so I just love it. I love it when we get to think about this. Uh, But those gospels tell us that good news of what happened while Jesus was here. Tells us about his birth, his, um, his ministry, his death and burial and his resurrection. And God used four different men from four different backgrounds grounds with four different writing styles to tell this story and we can look at these four gospels together and just get a a a bigger picture i love what john this this gospel writer john who was also an apostle uh, says at the very end of this gospel and i love it when the writers of any of these works give us their purpose statement or their theme or why they wrote it's so helpful and it's important to look for that if you can find that when you're studying different books or letters but listen to this Uh, in chapter 20 of john's gospel verse 30 he says now jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book but these are written so that watch for the so that's so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That's why he wrote this gospel. That's why he wrote his letters. He wrote the book of Revelation because God told him to write those things down. Um, And it's so people can know. But there is a very intentional purpose in John writing this, and it was so that we could believe and by believing have eternal life. And so Think about that anytime you study these uh, these words. I just love that. He wanted us to know. It's just like I want you to know. I want you to know the joy that there is in being in God's word. And I want you to be able to see that it's, um, it's not outdated. It is relevant. 
this is God's message to us, and it's just such a blessing when we get to spend time here. Um, As I mentioned, John was one of the apostles Jesus chose from his disciples, of whom he had many disciples. We are disciples, but he chose from his disciples 12 men whom he called apostles, and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits to cast them out and the authority to heal every disease and affliction. We read that in Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. And this gospel writer, John, was one of those apostles. He was in that inner apostle group, though. He he and James and Peter will often read were with Jesus at specific times. John describes himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it was not, I, I do not think it was because he was arrogant. I think it was because he began to realize the depths of Jesus's love for everyone and how he brings us from a sinful state and then gives us eternal life, gives us salvation. John was the oldest surviving of all the apostles, and it's thought that he was probably in his 80s or 90s when he wrote this gospel and that he probably knew about the other gospels. His gospel has a different flavor than the four, uh, than the three other gospels by Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but I'm so thankful, so thankful that we have it, and I love all the imagery. I love uh, the way that John writes. Now, what you'll notice, and it's something important if you're just beginning to study the Bible, and also just as a reminder, just to to check uh, this, to make sure you have this right in your mind, John the Apostle was different than John the Baptist. And we see in this first chapter of John's gospel that he talks about John the Baptist. And uh, John the Baptist is the one talking in our verse today. Uh, But it's very, it can be confusing if you don't make that distinction and and make it a point to make that distinction in your mind. Um, It was a while before I was able to make that clear. You know, when I first started uh, reading the Bible, even as a youngster, uh, that seemed kind of confusing to me because I would think, well, how did he write that? I just thought John the Baptist wrote the Gospel of John. Uh, but thankfully, the, God's word make it, makes it clear that those are two different men. And um, I'm going to tell you here, we'll start with verse 6 because John the uh, Baptist is the one speaking in our verse today, as I mentioned. Uh, John the gospel writer tells us in verse 6 of John chapter 1, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Remember that light, and we've talked about this before, is Jesus. Um, and John, the gospel writer, had just spoken about that in the in the verses before, in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, where he said, the light shines, well, let me back up, in verse 4, in him, and he's talking about Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about that, but I would encourage you just to read and reread that. You get such a blessing out of this first chapter of John, just like you do with all of that. But all of God's word, all the words, all the verses. But I'm going to hop over to verse 19, reading up to our verse for the day, because this talks about John the Baptist's testimony about Jesus. John was sent uh, to, to cry out before Jesus to prepare the way to make straight the way of the Lord. Um, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, but he told them that after him would come one who would baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And uh, 
So I want to hop over here and let you hear this as we read up to our verse for the day. In verse 19 of John chapter 1, it says, And this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? Because remember, John was out in the wilderness. He wore clothes of camel hair and a leather belt, and he ate locusts and wild honey, and he was just a different guy. But you read in the other Gospels that all of Judea and Jerusalem went out to be baptized by him. So he had a big audience. God made it that way. We read about John's birth just real quickly. You can hop over to Luke chapter 1 and Luke's gospel outlines that and I would strongly encourage you to do that. Such a blessing. John was filled with the Holy Spirit even while he was in his mother's womb. He had he was given a very specific purpose. But um, back over here in uh, John chapter 1 verse 20 it says, he, that's John uh, the Baptist, confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he, that's John, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then here's our verse for the day. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. Now, that may be confusing, but think about what John was saying. He had been baptized. He uh, had been baptizing. He was uh, sent to prepare the way of the Lord, to, to baptize with this baptism of repentance, to get people to turn from their sins, to prepare their hearts to uh to receive and to know this Messiah who was coming. And he looked and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That was before Jesus had ever been placed on that cross and died. Uh, the Holy Spirit had given John that understanding. And John talks about the Holy Spirit given understanding in the verses after this verse. And I would encourage you to go read that. Um, but he says, this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me. Remember, like birth order and whoever was the oldest, there was kind of that order. If, if you were older, if you were born before, you were seen as wiser, you were seen as a higher rank, all these different things. But John was saying, this is this Jesus, this Lamb of God, who is going to come onto the scene after me, who is now, even though I've been baptizing and Jesus's ministry is just starting, he's coming after me, but he ranks much higher than me because he was before me. And even back here where John said um, in verse 27, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie. He knew that Jesus was holy. He knew that he was God's son. He knew that he was the Messiah and that he, John knew that um, 
in the presence of a holy God that he was nothing. And that's all of us uh, when we come to that point and realize that it is only by God's grace that he allows us to be in his presence and that Jesus is everything and we are nothing outside of him. John had been given that understanding and um, I'm just thankful, thankful that we see that example for him, uh, from him. Um, but when we think about this, because it says, because he was before me, the people there, uh, if they had known John and known Jesus and known their families, they would have said, well, what do you mean by that? Because John was born before Jesus. We read in that Luke chapter one that, um, Elizabeth received the message that she was going to have a child several months before Mary did. And so John was born before Jesus, but that's the way that the Lord had it. He was born in earthly, in flesh before Jesus. But um, Jesus was way back at the very beginning. And I mentioned that we would talk about that. Look here at John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And that's a capital W that's referring to Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And for those of you who may not have heard this before, and you're thinking, well, what do you mean? How do you know that? If you go all the way also back to the beginning of Genesis, when it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and you look up in the Hebrew what that word God, it is translated um, Elohim in the Hebrew, that Elohim is a plural form. And there's also in that first chapter of Genesis where God said, let us make man in our own image. There was more than one there now, and it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus was in the beginning. All things were created through him, for him, by him. Without him, not anything was made that has been made, as we read in, in John's gospel and in other places in Colossians chapter 1, in Hebrews chapter 1. And uh, it's just such a blessing. But the Holy Spirit had given John the Baptist this understanding. And that's why he said, after me comes one who ranks before me because he was before me. So I encourage you, friends, to think about that characteristic of Jesus, that he was there in the beginning. Everything was created through him, by him, for him. I want to close over here in Colossians chapter 1 and let you just hear how Paul described this. And Paul likewise was given that uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit to understand this. Paul is talking here about Jesus, and I would encourage you just to ponder on this, to park on this. Give him the thanks and praises you think about him in this way. It says he, in verse 15 of Colossians 1, and that's talking about Jesus, is the image of of the invisible God. So he is how we see God. The firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. 
For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to him all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Oh, what a blessing. This one who was before John the Baptist, John knew it. This one who ranked before John, he knew it, who existed before him, who was there in the beginning. May we give him thanks and praise. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.